Welcome to Raw Radio. And we are live. <laughs> I'm getting, I don't know. I have to, I laugh every time I hear that now. Every time. <laughs> I need a mute, a mute button for myself. Uh, maybe. No, don't do it. No. Yeah. It's, 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 you're, you're a funny guy. I can't be. I can't you're a be. funny guy. The fact that yes. you laugh at your own jokes, it's funny. Wow. That's true. I mean, I do. But when you're the funniest guy in the room, you got to laugh at your own. As long as you're by yourself. <laughs> uh, so, James Klingerman, what um, uh, Damn. A story? Yeah, a story like none that we've had before. Listen, um, I'll tell you this. If you don't listen to Row Radio, that's fine. You got to listen to Klingerman's story. Yeah. But if you don't listen to Roll Radio, how will they know to listen to Clint's well, story? They should what? listen. To- <laughs> <laughs> listen, if you didn't listen to this episode, you have to make a point out of it, make a priority, download it. Do it's mind blowing, yeah. and I said this before. almost literally. It well, yeah, almost literally. This yeah. Is, you're talking about the That's guy who pun, but- who lost a job had to choose between his house and his gym and only one, not both. He has to yeah. pick. And then he gets shot in the face. And the, I guess the most mind-blowing part is, I don't know about you, Gary, but my chin was down on the floor when he was talking about it step by step, how that shooting take place took place. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny when we talked to him pr- just prior to recording, he said, yeah, that's the podcast story. Um, but, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's enormous. It's monumental in his life. But um, everything leading up to it uh, and some stuff after, really, you know, we, we always try and come up with a one-word episode title for these takeaways. And for me, it was Resilience. Uh, you've got a kid with severe social anxiety, doesn't want to be in a group, but loves martial arts. So what's he do? You know, he's going and he's going to the library and he's taking out books and he's watching videos. Um, but obviously, you're not learning that way, right? His dad says, all right, it's time. You've got to do something, right? You got to try, probably trying to get him out of his shell so that he has some sort of normalcy. Um, and signs himself and James and James's little sister up. It's a whole family event again. Yeah, yeah, everybody's going. But like James, I think James said at some point that uh, dad and little sister checked out pretty quickly. It was about James. It was for James, right? Uh, and he he was still, you know, he, the anxiety didn't go away, but he was able to cope with it. He was able to deal with it. Uh, and he was able to continue on a martial arts journey as a kid, then as, you know, as a little kid. And then as a teenager, he found jujitsu. Um, and then, you know, the story really takes off there. Um, but the things that have happened to him in his life that he bounced back from, um, are really quite amazing. And, uh, you know, like you said, there's a point where well before that there's a point where he's renting space out of a taekwondo school to teach jujitsu and the owner says uh hey i found a story i'm not gonna tell the story (laughs) but there was a 
a party uh, and he wasn't invited to it, let's just say. Um, and he had to find a new, a new space. And, you know, he did, at this point, not making a lot of money. Uh, his, his wife isn't making a lot of money. What are they going to do? They keep pushing forward. They find a spot. They're going to open their own academy. Um, and what happens right before they're going to open their own academy is. You got to uh, listen to that. Yeah. It, and it, well, I mean, it, you know what? Anybody who Googles them, it's one of the first things that comes up. Well, right? but yet it's so interesting, at least in my mind, because we, we both knew this story before we went into yeah. it, right? Yeah. We, we, we do our research and, and we talk to these, these, these guys, these individuals ahead of time. So we, in a sense, we know what they are going to say. But yet for me, particularly listening to somebody tell that story in their mm-hmm. own words, the way how it felt, the decision that they made all throughout, it's, it's really, really interesting. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it is in a way, I mean, just mind blowing to listen to somebody to talk while they're talking about their livelihood being put on the line. They have to make tough decisions. It's not what flavor bagel I'm going to eat. It, it is if I'm going to eat. You yeah. know, it, yeah. it, it is, these are tough choices that they are making all throughout. And then end of the day, look at James today. I mean, he's running one of, you know, one of the biggest jiu-jitsu academies in Indianapolis. Yeah. And the oldest. Suburbs. And, and oldest. oldest. He was one of the very first ones out there he's Mm -hmm. really knowledgeable really successful there is his name carries a prestige in jiu-jitsu community and yet you know all that didn't shape with unicorns and rainbows this is it was not all pretty i know i had to drop that in there Mm -hmm. i know it's been a while i I was waiting for for a good moment to do it but listen it wasn't all pretty it wasn't matter of the fact his story is far from pretty yeah. It, it, it is a lot of challenges and obstacles as they were folding. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, literally, um, his life was on the line, uh, not literally. Know, and it, literally his life was on the line. Uh, and he, um, about 11 days later opened that Academy, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, as he went through his recovery uh, from a random act of violence, he uh, kept his place going with the support of friends and, and his amazing wife. And, um, but it wasn't thriving yet, right? I'm sure, you know, I, I come from the city of Chicago. There was jujitsu schools around a lot longer or, you know, before James opened his place. Uh, it's been available in chicago for a long time i'm wondering if in you know if in indy it's probably different uh so he wasn't making a ton of uh of money and uh it came to a point where like you said you know we got to give something up what are we going to give up you know and and he made enormous sacrifices uh and uh you know took some huge hits and some big losses um but kept going you know, everything that put you would think would knock somebody down, make them quit, make them give up. Uh, he was like, no, no, I'm, I got to You know, there's no chance. I'm quitting. We got to get through this. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're going to get through it. Th- there was, there was a moment, um, not to reveal the whole story, but there was a moment when he was in ambulance after the shooting and, and the paramedic was telling him, I remember this, he was telling him, close your eyes, relax. And he's like, ah, 
I'm not closing my eyes. No, 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 no. This is not it. And and it, it, it this kind of it, it was an eye opening moment for me listening to the story. It, it's like this is the guy who literally suffered probably the the closest to the end that it can be, and he's still unwilling to give up. Right? The, he the, the 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 ability, his mental ability to continue mm-hmm. coming back, continue fighting, continue. You know, th- there is more to this. I'm not stopping at this moment. Yeah. That mindset, you know, it it was kept growing all throughout, and it's very visible throughout his entire life. As you're talking about the decision that he made early on about his job and opening an academy and going some of the struggles between making money and not making money, and then you know, obviously the big incident of getting shot mm-hmm. in the face yeah. by a completely random person, right? And the fa- do you remember the fact that when he was talking about that, his family didn't even know about any of this? Oh, and, yeah, well. Like his girlfriend know. was looking for him. And, and, and I, again, I don't want to tell the story because you have to listen to it. But it, it's, it, it is just, I don't know. I was completely... Yeah, and I, you know, the story, the story is a very, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it's, it's, uh, it's a very, you know, tantalizing story. Um, but raw, yeah, but the, and it, it's, it's very visceral, but the story after and what he's accomplished since then, I think is the real takeaway. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that he, he didn't pack it up. Uh, you know, recovery was hard. Uh, he wasn't allowed to, to train anymore uh, for, for almost a year. Um, but as soon as he was, and I, you know, we didn't talk about this, but it was in my notes, you know, the weekend, the week he got to clear to compete, he did and he won open. And, uh, and um, that's just, it's, it's, you know, that tells you what kind of person he is. Um, for a, you know, and to grow up as a, as a, a kid who had severe anxiety, didn't even want to go to kindergarten, um, to get out there and compete, um, to put himself out in front of all these people. He runs competitions. You know what it's got to be like for somebody who still has high anxiety to put together a competition where, and, and they're big competitions. They're not small. Uh, and then there's a wonderful, if, if you take that into consideration, a wonderful story about, um, when he received his black belt, his black belt. Yeah. So, that was classic. I love yeah, it. And so it's all these different things that this, this guy just kept pushing through, getting knocked down, get back up, keep going. Um, seeing the, the silver linings in certain things, the blessings and things that most people would be like, God, oh, I just lost my job twice. Right. Mm-hmm. He talks two different stories about losing his, his livelihood. Um, but that really wasn't his calling. And he, he probably knew it deep down. So he just kept going forward, and uh, and look look how it's turned out. So, yeah, I think the big message here is really, you know, when we are in the moment, right now, when we look at things that are right in front of us, things might not be the easiest. Matter of fact, they are hard, and sometimes we have to make very difficult choices. And anxiety is present. We are scared. We are concerned. We don't know what's going to happen next. We can't tell the future. You know, but I think one thing that we can control is one, the decision that we do make, and two, having a confidence in what we are doing 
is with the right intentions. And mm-hmm. and I think if we st- stick with the simple plan, at the end of the day, things work out. Things happen for a reason. Whether you believe it or not, I tend to believe it. I don't know what you think, Gary. Things happen for a reason. We've talked about this. We talked about that with... Uh, with um uh, somebody, yeah, somebody. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, this show—it was rich. It was rich. Right now, <laughs> no, it was rich. It was rich, and um, yeah, you know, my my, I always think about it more on the back end. Um, it's not the things don't happen for a reason. It's what you make of it, um, and 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 what you learn from it, uh, and then grow and you move forward, uh, and something else might happen, good or bad, from it. Um, but it, it's, you know, I would, I would guess that most, you know, people would say, no, you know, yeah, I learned from all these setbacks and, and they made me who I am today, but I'm sure a couple of them, they would have liked to have avoided, um, or not have had happen. And, uh, and they would still be the same person because, well, you know, it, it's what you, it's what you do with the, with the hand that you're dealt, um, more so than, um, you know, that somebody set it there for you on purpose. Right. Yeah. You know, so I, and, and I think, uh, you know, James pushed through all these, uh, negative things, um, you know, because that's who he was, you know, uh, and he had a great, great support too, um, with AJ, his wife, but, um, you know, even if, if she'd probably tell you that cause she knew him from the time he was a kid, that he would have kept going. And, you know, even if she wasn't there, he's the type of person that would have kept going. Again, it's all about support network, right? It's all about the people who are around us and it's all about the drive that we have, continuously driving for the goal that we have, right? So, um, again, great story from James Klingerman. Take a listen, tune in, check it out. Um, You don't hear many stories like this. That's something else, something else. Yep, good stuff. Off to the next one. Yes, sir. We'll talk soon. Take Take care, care. Gary. All right, peace. Thank you for listening to Raw Radio. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a review and help us make the show even more amazing. For future episodes, check out our website and follow us on all major podcast platforms. Take care.